Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is New One Is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Foreshadowing. Rajim Seabrook coming on tomorrow. This is a staple whenever he's in the studio, but you also know who's on the other side of the glass whenever this song is playing. You have a good producer, that's why. I, in fact, have the best producer. He also happens to be the best DJ in the city of Missoula, voted best of in the latest uh, Best of Missoula. Isn't that Tom, cool? Tommy Evans, behind the glass. Dude, I'm so proud of you. That's so Thanks, awesome. Thanks, man. The, the, this is why when I walk in here and you give me this list, I just throw it out. <laughs> Missoula knows that I got the tunes. Colter, you need to tell me what to play? That's right. Hey, I know you got a segment to get to, but I got a quick question here. Sure. Have you ever watched the film Napoleon Dynamite? I certainly have. Okay, one of the great Easter eggs in uh, in that movie is when he's on the phone with his grandma asking if she can bring him some chapstick, and he's shredding cheese for the nachos. Now, they cut back and forth eight or nine or ten times, Uh and each time there's more cheese on the nachos. And at one point, there's less cheese. Mm. That art wall in your studio is kind of like the nacho cheese pile in Napoleon. <laughs> Every time I walk in here, you got new art up. You've got new little things going on, some trinkets. What's going on with the wall? Uh, well, you know, uh, long story. Noana's now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, 
I had to sort of reorganize because um, I have a new roommate who also happens to be my partner in life. And so, hey. you know, collaborating the artwork and all these things. Uh, nice. You know, I decided I got a lot of sports art and the people that will care about my sports photos and artwork uh, the most are the people that watch this show. So let's uh, let's go. That's actually a sweet picture. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television or the ESPN MT app, yeah. that picture was taken by my great friend Brian Myrick, but my two years in Ellensburg, Washington, Ellensburg, if you don't know, is Rodeo City, USA. That's the nickname of the town. The last stop on the professional rodeo tour before the national finals rodeo is in Ellensburg. Every Labor Day weekend, Ellensburg, Washington hosts rodeos that draw between seventeen and 20,000 people per show. Jeez. It's like going to a football game in Montana. Well, I got the great fortune of... The Extreme Bulls World Tour, which is the number two tour behind the PBR and has a whole bunch of PBR guys in it. The World Championships were in Ellensburg, Washington, my second year working at the Ellensburg Daily Record. So I got to go sit in the shoots. If you want to see men that really cherish the value of their lives, go hang out with guys that are about to get on a 3,000-pound bull. It's, <laughs> it is quite a deal. That's the best picture from that rodeo, and Brian gave it to me as a going-away present, so uh, we put it on full display. Missed the thing in the first hour of the show. Check it out on the Nuanas Now podcast. Earlier this week, a great friend swung by for some laughs. I didn't even lead this segment last week correctly. I sent you a video, and then I completely forgot to bring it up. I sent you the Wedding Crashers video where Vince Vaughn's making the the animal balloons. Oh, yeah. And the kid screams at him, make me a bicycle clown. Yeah. Every time I'm coming in to record the chicken doesn't know sports, I think of that video because I'm just like, <laughs> make me a bicycle clown. I don't <laughs> make know. Make me laugh. Oh, I see. So I'm just a jester. Uh, that's right. Court okay. jester. Carolyn. Carolyn. Chicken doesn't know sports here on uh, ESPN Radio. <laughs> She's already mad at me. We've only been going for 17 seconds. Uh, make me a bicycle clown. What's been going on? Well, I was going to start with Bronny, but I guess that's not funny. <laughs> that's definitely not funny. I should be laughing at that. Um, Have you watched the Sean White documentary? No. You need to watch it with uh, your sons, particularly Nick. Okay. I actually never really thought of this until right now. I think that Nick is like Sean White Jr. or something. Okay. They are so similar. I don't like. I don't proclaim to know your younger son well, but he certainly has that uh, same... Um, Wild. Just kind of go for it. Yeah, attitude. that's true. Yeah. That's uh, true. It's great. You'll love it. The best part about it from your perspective will be how cool Sean White's mom is and just like how awesome she was and just how many opportunities she gave him. It's on HBO. You got to watch it. It's I know. Really, really I need good. to get Max back. Up. It's really, really, really okay. good. You'll really, really like it. It's, okay. Some of these things that are like this roller coaster of like the highs and lows and whatever. And this definitely has an arc to it, but more than, it, more than that, it's just like happy. It's just a happy show. It's yeah. really, it really makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. You got to watch it. Cool. All right. I'll yeah. watch it. I've been walking a lot by my house and uh, the skate park's right there. Yeah. Some really, really talented skaters. In I know. Missoula. You can just sit there and watch it. It's totally entertaining. I know. I know. We we usually go to the Alberton one because it's a little bit more mellow. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, there are some great skaters here. Sometimes you'll see famous people at the skate park. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So, like Jeff Ament. Or the chick who doesn't know sports. Or the chick who doesn't know sports. I'll just be sitting there hanging out around all the interesting chalk art and graffiti that's down there. Yeah, yeah. There's good. there's some uh, organs drawn on the um, on the cement there. Mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. always fun to see the different uh, abstract art. 
skate park. Check those little sports uh, presented by Hot House Yoga as well as the Hype House. All right, what's what's going on in your world? All right, last week we talked about Saquon Barkley. Look at you. You even got pronunciations mastered this I week. I was working on it this morning. Yeah, yeah, good job. So he ended up getting a one-year deal with the Giants. Yes, he did. For $10.1 million. Which is less than 13 Correct. Certainly. Which is what I predicted, as you may you recall. Predicted. That's why you're the chick who doesn't know sports. That's why I should be a <laughs> NFL agent. NFL, you uh, used to be NBA. Now we're going to go NFL. I'm just going to be an all-around agent, that, I think. That's great. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. He got one, one year. Yeah, that's right. If he, with incentives, he could make more money. He mm-hmm. has to have 1,300 rushing yards. Certainly going to be in the mix for that. He got 1,325 last year. Yep. 10 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 10 last year. Yep. Did I say just say 10? 11 touchdowns. 11 though. touchdowns last year. He had yep. 10, no. He had 10 last year. He needs 11 to get his incentive. Got it. 65 catches. Wow. That's a lot of catches. He had 57 last year. So do we think he's going to get it? Um, I mean, barring injury, certainly. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley is one of the best players in the league, for sure. This whole calamity is because of the... the uh, it's a study in economics and like supply and demand way more than it is a, a like referendum on his talent. Right. We talked about this yesterday. It's like a puzzle piece. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and running. I mean, you could sign three running backs for less than ten million dollars that could cumulatively get you those same statistics you just read off. That's the conundrum for these NFL teams. Right. Having one guy do that is great, but if you can get three guys to cumulatively do it for cheaper, then that's the way you're going to go. basic math. basic math. It's basic business. So, that said, that said, Saquon Barkley is one of the few guys in the league where it's worth paying him not only because of his production, but also because of his stardom. Like, I mean, he's he's their biggest star, and it's the biggest market in the in the sport. So, yeah. I mean, do you know much about... Say, you would love Saquon Barkley if you learned about him. I don't know anything about him. I know you don't. He's... he's I know off. he has a bad agent. That's what I do know. <laughs> he also has the biggest legs of anybody in the league. Uh, when he was in the body issue at uh, ESPN the Magazine, it was like one of the... One of the most looked at ones. Oh, he's, really? He's in a very, very, very impressive... He's got a good bod? I would not wear any shirts if I was him ever. Okay, okay. <laughs> I will be Googling. He's very marketable. Okay. He's a very, very uh, handsome guy. He's got, had the same gal his whole life, and uh, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's worth the money for sure. Well, good. I'm glad he got the money. I... You know, I think he wanted $22.5 million over a long-term... He wanted a long-term contract. Yeah. So, but I'm glad he... One thing he did say was he actually went back to training camp before this was even nailed down because he didn't want to cause a distraction. So, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. There's some NBA players who just don't show up. I mean, Ben Simmons hasn't played in a game, I don't know, for five years? I don't know. I don't know the last time Ben Simmons yeah, played in an so, actual basketball game. But yet he's making a bunch of money? Just so much money. Okay. I need to get... See, but, that's the other thing. Like, I need to learn how to just do nothing and make millions. <laughs> don't you make millions around here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I figured. Yeah. All the rest of us piddly little journalists, and then we got the hotshot sales gal That's here. right. That's right. She even gets her own radio segment at... Chicken Dozo Sports here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? All right. So Patrick Mahomes was shamed by a dad on the golf course a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, I guess this kid wanted 
him to take to give him an autograph. Mm-hmm. And um, he was in the middle of a golf tournament, I think. Mm-hmm. And this dad was like yelling at him, like, come on, just sign my kid's jersey. Just sign my kid's jersey. And he's like, I've been told I can't. I'm holding, it's holding up the game, blah, blah, sure. blah. And this dad was kind of being a jerk. So I kind of feel like that that's really unfair. Like, for sure. Two celebrities. Right. They have to be able to just, especially when he's in the middle of a golf tournament. Right. Yeah, it's weird. And then, like, a lot of the internet was saying that Patrick Mahomes is the one that's in the wrong here. And, uh, I, yeah, I mean. I disagree. If he's playing golf, yeah, yeah, just don't bother him. And, by the way, you shouldn't bother any human wherever they are. <laughs> that's true, too. Like, I mean, it's. I understand. I, there's nothing I love more than seeing these big, like, when Shaq is out and the mm-hmm. kids just come and he's just so awesome with his fans. Mm-hmm. But I also would think that would be really exhausting. For sure. So. And also the parents should just, like, stay out of it. I remember the few times where I had a chance to get, you know, an autograph or whatever from a famous person and my dad would always just tell me, if you want it, you just got to go talk to him. You got to yeah. go talk to him. Hey, hey I, I'm Coulter. Can I have your autograph? Yeah. Like, you can't, I'm not going to do this for you. You did that with Howie Long. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, Patrick Mahomes is going to go through it the next 10 to 15 years because he's reached that that point of like true crossover fame. Right. Like everybody knows who Patrick Mahomes yeah. is now. Everybody, not just sports people. And right. So that's, that's it's going to be a, an interesting existence for him for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, I get it. If anyone gets it, I do. You know what I mean? But <laughs> totally. you do have to give people their space as well. The uh, the power issue is out for Sports Illustrated, which is sort of the rankings of, of all of the most powerful people in sports, and he's the number one athlete right now. Hmm. Not surprising, but... How do you think Tom Brady feels about that? Man, we were talking about this yesterday with Justin Engel. It's actually very fascinating. Tom Brady and his marketability, it was he was always this person that you could never be, right? He's, right. The, he's the Stetson man. He's so handsome. He's like, got this perfect hair, and he eats his avocado chips or whatever. <laughs> like, Patrick Mahomes is so marketable because he uses head and shoulders. He doesn't use, like, nice shampoo. You he's know what I mean? He's a normal like, guy. He's just a Coors Light guy. He likes yeah. his ke- hot dogs with his ketchup on it, and he wears his pit viper glasses. He got his dumb haircut. Yeah. I don't really like any of it, but it's very normalized to people. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't dream of being him talent-wise, but you can't dream of him just as a dude. He's just a normal guy. He's just a normal dude. Yeah. 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 With a whack brother. <laughs> The brother, the wife, all that stuff yeah. is just. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes him normal. Like we all have, no, a, we all have whack family members. Yeah, that's totally right. <laughs> I, I do actually think that adds to his normal, uh, his normal uh, persona for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chicken does those sports here on ESPN Radio. What else you got? All right. So can I say World Cup? Yes. Okay. Women's World Cup is uh, going for it. Right Going now. for it. That's right. Um, my friend Coral from the Stone of Accord posted, mm-hmm. she's a huge Women's World Cup fan. Like, this is, yeah. she is setting her alarm for 3 a.m. to watch the games. And, you know, but she posted this really cool thing last night that said, last night's World Cup opening match had a record crowd of 78,784 attendees. Wow. Cool. Irish towns moved morning mass times, and Brazil changed work times for civil servants so people can watch matches. It's awesome. I know. So I think we should probably close the radio station. 
head down to the stone and watch a few matches. Well, let's I mean, go. why don't we get on board with this? Uh, we certainly should. As you're listening to this, we're recording this, I got to tell you, on a Wednesday. The United States Women's National Team plays tonight. But as you're listening to this, they will have already played. So I'll uh, I'll give you a little update, and maybe I'll even just edit an update into this. But uh, we were also talking about this earlier this week. Um, the United States women's national team is certainly the most famous and like reputable women's sports team in in the world. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, I, I I think that they these. These the the rise of women's soccer has been huge, and I think that this specific team, because it has some of these older gals that have been uh, in multiple World Cups, and they have these prodigy young gals that are yeah. Olympic covers. I mean, I, I think they have if and when they're the huge favorites to win this whole thing. If, if and when they win it, they are going to be international superstars to the level that I don't think any women's sports team ever has been. And you I know think why? That's so sweet. You know why they are so popular? There's a lot of reasons. That you one chick me. ripped off her shirt. Brandy Chastain back yeah, in 1999. Yeah. And um, this is what I've been saying about the WNBA. Sex it up a little. <laughs> I'm telling you. Besides the fact that they're incredible athletes. No, for sure. It, there is a factor there, and I that actually that part really annoys me because the WNBA has gotten so much better, and it's not yeah. any more popular. Part of why the women's soccer team is so popular, they have these great personalities, and they have all these strong females and all this stuff. They also just have some incredibly attractive gals on the team. Exactly. It's too bad because a lot of times, like the WNBA gals, they're just so tall, so they don't fit in this box of whatever. But I don't know. I agree with you, though. I do think there's a missed opportunity because some of the WNBA gals are also very attractive, and they're yeah. they're never marketed really like that. I don't know. I don't really know where I fall on that. Tall and skinny is, in the fashion world, what you want to be. True. So why not, you know, get these gals on a runway? And uh, I'm just... Listen, I'm not trying to be sexist here. I'm just keeping it real. This is what sells and you can still be a great athlete and be hot i mean alex morgan is the the most marketable uh, financially successful person on this team and and yeah she's one of the best soccer players in the history of of the world cup team and also she she looks great on the magazine exactly i'm just i'm not trying to be it just is what it it is is what it is yeah it just is what it is 100 percent uh chicken does those sports here on espn radio um Again, we'll give you an update on what's going on with the Women's World Cup, but uh, United States versus the Netherlands this evening as we record this here. Can I just vent about one thing? Yes, please. I was trying to write an ad so you could go, like, inviting people to go watch the World Cup at the Stone of Accord. Okay. We cannot say World Cup in radio advertising or in any advertising. Sure. We cannot say Super Bowl. That's right. We can't say March Madness. Yep. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I'll tell you why. Because for marketing, don't you want people watching the big game? Don't you want people watching the World Cup? Why on earth would you make it so people cannot say those words in an ad? It's really silly. I mean, it's like all the video games in the 1990s didn't have Michael Jordan in them. Because the video game makers couldn't oh, afford right, the name, right, image, right. and likeness. It's the same thing. It's it, it's really stupid. It just seems I like mean, a I, missed I, opportunity. I struggle with this every year because we have all these great clients that want to advertise specials for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then I have to write all these ads about the big game. Out yeah. The big game. It's like just everybody knows who you're talking about. It's I know. Insane. And if you're going to trademark it, right. 
That's because you want people, I mean, people want to say it and right. you want people to watch it. You want, right. it's just so dumb. It's, it's, maybe really we should annoying. trademark the big game. Maybe. We should definitely treat our chick who doesn't know sports. I think I just made my our million dollar. Let's <laughs> make millions and do nothing. Let's go. Okay. No uh, one steal this. <laughs> millions of listeners around the world are contemplating, certainly right now. Uh, okay, what else you got? DK Metcalf. He's huge, yes. Is he a basketball player? He, God. <laughs> He's a football player. He's a receiver for the Seahawks. He probably could be a basketball player. He's I mean, very he is, tall. He is a uh, impressive athlete. Well, he's an impressive athlete. Do you want to hear what his diet is? Um, probably something just garbage. He eats. Okay, so he drinks one coffee a day, maybe two. Okay. One meal a day, like one full meal. Is he starving? Three full bags of candy. Three full bags of gummies or Skittles what? or yeah, that's what he eats every day. Man, see, okay, so for all you parents out there that are like, my kids are going to become pro athletes, here's what you got to know. So much of being a pro athlete is just how you were born. Right. Like, if you look at this guy, this guy is the most physically fit. Oh, my God. His, he, I mean, yeah. he, he is as buff and as, yeah, and he just eats candy. Eats candy, three full bags that, of candy. That's like Dwight Howard when he was in his prime. He had a he had candy room in his house. All he was eating was candy. I thought you were going to say Dwight Schrute from The Office. I don't even know who that is. Did you know that wow. I have never watched a full episode of The Office in my mm, life? You're missing out. That's so they say. Okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I... So DK Metcalf eats nothing but candy. Nothing but candy. Here we are doing hot yoga every day and eating nothing but salads. I have been and- <laughs> doing a detox for the last few days before my beach trip. Yeah. And I'm fatter. <laughs> I've, ga- I've actually gained weight. Oh, man. Life's just not fair sometimes. No, it sure isn't. It, it is really funny. So, uh, it, it's actually really crazy, some of the diets that some of these guys have. It, I will say, though, guys that have these sort of I-can-eat-whatever-I-want type diets, even no matter what they look like, when they there's always a threshold. Uh, most of the time, there's a For threshold sure. that they reach that then they, they try to clean it up. Yeah. And they all talk about, even if it doesn't have anything to do with what they look like, they feel so much oh, better. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Like Joel Embiid for the 76ers, I mean, he's from Africa. And he talked about how, like, his first several years in the league, he just couldn't believe that there was, like, drive through restaurants. You could just go get hamburgers and milkshakes Now they'll deliver it right to your door. Right. And he's like, so I'm just going crazy. I'm going to, you know, the drive-thru four or five times a day. And he's like, you know, I still look great, whatever. But also... Yeah. He, d- he decided to clean it up this lo- two years ago. Guess what? He won the MVP because his endurance and, like, the way he felt internally was so much better. I'm wondering during the season if this is his diet. Right. Because... He's, he's also really young still, too. Yeah. I mean, he's 25, probably. I hope he catches up with everybody. You can't just eat all candy all day, right. no matter what. I keep telling that to Nick. <laughs> like, if Nick found out this football guy ate like this, he'd be like, see? See? No big deal. I mean, this is Hot basically... and Twizzlers. This Let's is actually go. Nick's diet, now that I think about it. Minus the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> One meal a day, all the candy you can eat. Uh, Dream come true. Yeah. It's really interesting, though. Like, I don't know how you... The one part that's so fascinating to me is how do you build that much muscle mass right. if you don't eat all the exactly. time? Exactly. There's, I mean, youth is on his side and genetics is For on his sure. side. For but sure. But once he hits 30... Yeah. And you, to be as... I mean, he's huge. He's to, a large man. To be as 
buff as him, you have to eat so many calories. I just, I don't know. Mass is directly equated with like protein intake right. and stuff. So maybe, maybe his one meal is just like a ten thousand calorie meal. Maybe, maybe that's the. Maybe secret. it's just a tomahawk. <laughs> I mean, he just got paid, so he can totally afford it. Uh, Check out those little sports, ESPN Radio. Uh, what else you got? Okay, there's this golfer, and I'm his name is <laughs> Brian DeChambeau. Bright- <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. He plays for the PGA or Live? He was on the PGA, then he flipped the Live. He was one of the first guys that flipped. What's his story? Like, wow. is he a, What's his story? So I don't need a whole... Br- Br- Bryson like, DeChambeau, this is actually fascinating. Bryson DeChambeau tried to break the game of golf. Bryson DeChambeau was the one of the first guys to say, I am going to get as big and huge as I possibly can. Being being super as in bulky, like being, large, yeah, being, not okay, famous. Being okay. super bulky and 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 like a lot of mass is really bad for golf. Yeah, like th- it's derailed several guys. Like when Tiger got all buffed up and was doing his Navy SEALs training and stuff, that really hurt his career. Like okay. David Duval ruined his career by trying to get too big and buff. You need to be more flexible and like have mobility and stuff like that. But DeChambeau decided, I'm going to get as massive as I possibly can, and I'm going to also swing as hard as possible. I'm going to close the club face on every single one of my shots. Bryson DeChambeau hits the ball significantly farther than anybody that's ever played professional golf. Like Happy Gilmore? He's like the he's like a real-life Happy Gilmore. That's okay. exactly right. At first, it worked like unbelievably well. And he, I should say at first, when he first hit it big, and then he won the U.S. Open in 2020, and then he hasn't been able to function since then. And and he's okay. he's he is a the, one of the biggest feast or famine players. Like he will shoot a 63, and then he'll shoot like a 79, and he's he can't keep him. Is between he the a rest. big old baby? Well, Brooks Kepka would tell you he is. The reason I ask is there's <laughs> yeah, why this is he in the news? Um, awesome TikTok that I did post on my at chick who doesn't know sports Instagram of him walking into one of the ropes, you know, yeah. like the, and he literally had to take a knee after, and he had a tol- full big baby meltdown over it, and it was amazing. So I was just curious what his deal is because he's he, very emotionally volatile. Ah, uh, okay. He and Brooks Kepka have a. Like a WWF style feud going on. Got it. Okay. Part of it, they're playing it up because they know it's good for the, both of their images. Yeah. But but they like really really hate each other. Okay. Somehow, some way, they haven't gotten paired together since they started this whole thing. It would be so funny to watch them if they did because they'd have to be together for six hours. Maybe they, they could hash it out. Or they. Get I in a think fist that fight. they would actually fight because they're like the two biggest meanest guys on tour. I don't know. That, Maybe it's in their contracts that they wouldn't be paired together. Celebrity death match. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau style. I like it. Maybe it could be the, the pre-card to the Zuckerberg-Elon Musk fight. Oh, I like this. Okay, <laughs> all right. This is working for me. By the way, thanks for bringing those fighter guys in the other day. They were fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, certainly cool. Uh, Justin Harmison, the, the uh, young man who was in here, he's making his pro debut Saturday night at the... Uh, Palhead Stadium and uh, fight under the lights with the Fusion Fight League. I, I was just looking at this man. I was like, I, I can't believe that somebody has to fight this guy. Do you think he eats three bags of candy a day? <laughs> no, no, I do not. I think he eats like uh, five cartons of eggs a day. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. He is a uh, impressive physical specimen. It's gonna be fun to watch him on Saturday night for sure. Thanks awesome. for setting that up. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? All right. Check out some sports ESPN radio. I have some dating news. Okay. Woo! Woo! 
This dating is, news. This is the longest we've gotten into this segment in months without talking about dating gossip. Well, here I'm we are. I'm so proud of you. I have two to end my segment. Who's Kim Kardashian dating again now? She's dating. It's Tom Brady thing was false. You were right. She has another boyfriend. I don't know. Mm, it's somebody famous. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> She's how not funny, dating the gardener. How funny would it be if she just like started dating some normal guy? That's what Elizabeth Taylor did. Remember, it was the the uh, bagel boy. Her no, she, her contractor. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom Brady yep. is dating model Irina Shake. Now you might not know her name, but her she has a baby with Bradley Cooper. Okay. So she, um, apparently, they were at the same wedding a couple weeks ago, and she was throwing herself at Tom Brady. Okay. And he wasn't, like, into it. But then, apparently, they started texting, and now there's pictures of them. Chris Paul is rumored as Kim Kardashian's boyfriend? Run, buddy. No idea who that got, is. Chris Paul is the point guard for the Phoenix Suns, but he's been in the NBA oh. forever. He's got to run fast from that yeah. one. He's if only got a couple years left. He's old. If the he, Suns want to make it to the playoffs <laughs> or whatever. That's right. So who's Tom? Irina Shank? Irina Shank. She okay. was with Bradley Cooper, um, wow. and they have a baby together. Wow. And oh, yeah. She's ugly. <laughs> Just uh, hideous looking. So... Since you weren't listening, I'll repeat no, what oh, I said. I, no, I got it. I was just Googling to tie all the knots together. So now there's there's vi- pictures of them, her coming out of his house in L.A., I think, or <sighs> in the morning, you know, walk of shame style. How does this happen? Like, how is, does Tom Brady, like, how does, how does he get her number? Well, they were... As I said, they met at a wedding a okay, few weeks okay. ago. Okay, so then is, is it like, is it like, what's your number? I'm going to text you, or is he like... Oh, I'm, I'm, well, my so people call your people? Allegedly, or? she was throwing herself at him at this wedding. Okay. He did not, allegedly, he was not, like, into it, whatever. Okay. Then, but now, a few weeks later, they're seen together. I she imagine... She Kanye, this says, too. For, like, a minute. Yeah. A yeah. brief minute. Okay. She was seen with him. I don't know if she dated him. Okay. I imagine that they were at a wedding. She was, you know... Tom had a sip of champagne, was feeling a little loopy, Just one. got wasted, and uh, <laughs> asked her for her number. <laughs> I, I, I hope it was that normal. He got organic. a sip of liquid courage and yeah. went for it. Yeah, yeah. He he ate a piece of sweet potato toast and. Do you ever watch Entourage? Of course. It's like my only real view into celebrity life, but I always just imagine it being like that, where Vinny Chase just was like, "Probably, I'll have my publicist call your publicist, yeah. so that you can just come over to my house." I'm sure that also does happen, but I, <laughs> and maybe that is what happened. Maybe he didn't. Man, he probably was like, "Oh, I already had my sip of champagne for the week. I can't <laughs> have it tonight." Well, you know, I don't know. What do you think of this? Is it good for Tom to get back on the horse? I think he's going to be on many horses. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think this is a, actually an appropriate person for him. She's hot. She's, she's age, age appropriate. Yep, age appropriate. She's in her late 30s. Yeah, she's um, she's probably healthy like he is. So Definitely. she has a child. Totally. You know, he, he's I, got kids. Yeah. I, I approve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for those that are wondering, uh, a lot of people on this show that are listening right now are probably saying, who is Irina Shake? You do know who she is if you're a sports fan because she was... I don't know, one, one of the most famous Sports Illustrated swimsuit models. I mean, oh. she was on the cover twice, and okay. she, she was in the issue for a long time. Yeah. 
Most people listen to the show. If you looked at the, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, you know who this gal is. You know, you bring up something about um, Kim Kardashian dating someone normal, and I was thinking about this whole Tom Brady dating um, a supermodel again. Like, what if Kim Kardashian started dating Andrew? I mean, <laughs> Andrew would be the happiest. I he doesn't smile much, but oh, I think he'd be smiling. <laughs> or or not. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I think it would be kind of cool to see some of these people with just regular Joes. It would be hilarious. Yeah. It'd be um, hilarious. Because you cannot be that gorgeous and have be funny and smart. You just can't. So check those out sports presented by Hot House Yoga and the Hype House. You been to yoga lately? Yeah, I went yesterday. Nice. How was it? It was so good. I sweated a lot. But For it sure. was it was a great class. I love those yoga sculpt classes. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, just as uh, as our friend Glenn, the teacher down there, says, drinking the water during the class is just a performative act. You got to drink all the water before the class. Yeah. So we're really working on that. I go, try and chug one of these. Yeah, go super hydrated before, and then then the, the sweat is better. And Andrew's been going, which is awesome. Super cool. I know. Makes me so happy. Flexible hootang. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Chicken on no sport here uh, on ESPN Radio. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. ESPN Radio. Little super fly, little Curse Mayfield here on your Thursday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Snowdon is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate Tommy for sitting behind the glass, DJ in the show, and appreciate all you for listening. Big upset last night. Well, it wasn't even a loss. It was just a tie. But that's the sort of expectations that are uh, that the United States Women's National Team are carrying in this current. Women's World Cup. Uh, United States came in as the two-time defending champions. The United States is uh, certainly by far the the favorite in this World Cup in, in Australia and New Zealand over the next few weeks. But they played the Netherlands, and, the, and the, the last time they played the Netherlands, it was for the last World Cup title. That was the championship match four years ago. So Netherlands certainly one of the other teams to beat, but they played last night, and uh, a 1-1 tie. So this was a... Certainly a huge talking point because I think a lot of people thought that that, uh, America was just going to roll through this thing again. But Andrew Houghton, who's our soccer expert, our producer, Andrew's on the road for the next couple days, by the way. Uh, He'll be back next week. but uh, And we'll continue to break this down with him as well. But uh, the the one knock, uh, I guess there was two big question marks about the United States women's national team. Everybody considers them an overwhelming favorite coming in the World Cup. But... There was a question of how do some of the the, the old guard, the, the veterans that have been a part of two or three or even four World Cups, 
how do they blend with some of these young up-and-coming stars who are in their first World Cup? Is there a passing of the torch? How do those two sides sort of mesh together? And the other big question was, the United States has outstanding defensive play. They have an outstanding goalkeeper. Where's the scoring going to come from? Because a lot of their their primary scoring options, their strikers, this is their first World Cup. And so that was the headline on ESPN.com today. United States women play tough and... and uh, United States women show toughness, but striking still a big question. So uh, how does America bounce back? I think it shows you how big of a favorite the United States is in this World Cup. Given that we're talking about this being a massive upset and it wasn't even a loss, it was only a tie. <laughs> and to a team that was the runner-up in the World Cup the last time this thing was played. So uh, certainly elevated heights that the United States women's national team has reached. And I fully expect them for uh, to take last night as a wake-up call and to absolutely uh, get back on track. I still think that you have to say that they're one of, if not the favorite, uh, in this uh, World Cup in Australia. Yesterday, I guess uh, today, excuse me, Shohei Otani pitched a complete game one hitter in the first game of a doubleheader and then hit two home runs in the second game of a doubleheader. He's ridiculous. We, we can't stop talking about the Los Angeles Angels superstar, so we'll keep talking about it. We also have our latest Inside the Dugout podcast excerpt and a preview of the Missoula Paddleheads action tonight. That's all next on Diamond Time. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, chimes in. Nuanas Now carries on right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. It's Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Is this on the Barbie soundtrack? I, no, that song is. Uh, I actually got that from the uh, the Michael Jordan, the new Michael Jordan movie. They play it in oh, there. Really? Um, I, I can't wrap my brain around the, the Diana Ross and the Supremes were one of the biggest acts in the world during their their height. The emotions are like a sort of just like Diana Ross and the Supremes light. I don't know why they weren't bigger. That song is so sweet. Yeah, it's a that's a it's as the kids say, it's a banger. It's a banger. Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the ESPN MT studio. Missed anything on the show today? Uh, all sorts of fun conversations. We caught up with Cass Bauer. Now Cass Bauer Billadu, one of the uh, all-time great Montana State women's basketball players, part of our Where Are They Now series with Krista Redpath. We also heard from Carol, the chick doesn't know sports. We also talked some Women's World Cup as well. All of it on the podcast presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org next time you're in the market for some blue and gold. Time now for our D- Diamond Time, our weekly baseball segment. Featuring myself and Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, and sometimes Andrew Houghton, our producer as well. And we have a new podcast on the ESPN MT Podcast Network, Inside the Dugout, where we get to know some of the the Missoula Paddleheads players. Jeff's on the road with these guys, so he gets to know them. But figured might as well have him do some interviews for us as well. Uh, First of all, Jeff, haven't talked to you in a while, man. How you doing? What's going on? Ah, doing well, Coulter. Just cruising along here in the Flathead Valley. It's a beautiful day here at Flathead Fields. Watching Luis Navarro just absolutely crank one during BP. Whoa, over the scoreboard. 
my goodness. So good vibes here at Glacier Bank Park. Well, very cool. Uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But you also have a, a new episode of uh, Inside the Dugout, which is very cool. And uh, Dondre Hubbard is the uh, subject this week. Just give us the lowdown on him. He has the same birthday as me. He is, in fact, uh, eight years younger than me, but I saw that he has the same birthday as I do. What else do we know? Well, Dondre, was, that was a fun conversation we had. Um, he really shared a lot about his kind of build through pro ball. It was really a interesting route for him. Getting to affiliated ball was with the national system last year in double-A baseball, and he just touched on playing all different places, Czech Republic, Australia, independent baseball, dealing with COVID and everything else, and just his kind of rise through pro ball. I thought that was really interesting from Dondre, and he's been a really good veteran presence on this paddlehead roster this season, and just a great guy in general. Great, let's roll it. We're rocking away now in the second half of the Pioneer League season inside the dugout. ESPN Radio Missoula is part of Diamond Time. This next episode, as we get rocking and rolling in this second half, with a very interesting guy. Joined the team a few weeks into the season via trade and has been mashing the ball offensively ever since. Second year in the Pioneer League, Dondre Hubbard joining us. You can see him at a couple of different spots, whether DHing, catching, first base, third base. He's all over the place. Dondre, how you doing on this hot Friday? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It is hot. It's a, it's a hot one. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's your experience been like? In Missoula so far, you've been here for about 30-plus games. What have your vibes been here in Zootown like? Oh, it's very good vibes here in Zootown. Um, I love Missoula. time I've had here is very peaceful, very relaxing. Come to the ballpark, go float the river. A lot of, a lot of peaceful things here in Missoula. A lot of good vibes going on. Now, you came here as a member of the Grand Junction Rockies. You were with Grand Junction, now the Jackalopes, in 2021. What were your takeaways from being here in Grand Junction that instance and now back here in Missoula? Um, well, my first time been in the Pioneer League. This was the um, like first inaugural of the Pioneer right. League. Right, yeah, right. It was its first ball. season, this so, iteration of it. Right, Correct. so it was, it was fun, and I definitely feel like the league's gotten better since the first first time yeah grand junction i had a um i had a good time out there whenever i play baseball i'm having a good time so definitely vibes here in missoula are better but yeah i had a good time like the pioneer league now your baseball journey surely began well before grand junction and i know there's been some ties to athletics in general in your family i know you mentioned you had an aunt that's a basketball coach at Lamar University. Right. So maybe touch on athletes, athletics and how you were able to get swayed into baseball growing up and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, yeah, so I come from a basketball family, actually. My aunt, like you said, is the um, assistant basketball coach at Lamar University. Um, she is like the three-point record. She went to Colorado. She was the sixth man of the year, um, holds the three-point records um, at Colorado. My uncle went to the University of Northern Iowa. He's three-point records. Like, so just the basketball family. Um, I grew up just being an athlete, like playing basketball. Obviously, that's my favorite sport. And then, like, I played football, too, a lot of football. And then I w would watch guys get run over by the catcher back when this was a thing. And I was like, hey, if I play baseball, I want to be that guy because I was always so rough. So, I, um, yeah, 
threw on the catcher's gear, and ever since I've just been keeping up. As long as it has a ball, something to do with the ball and comp- competing, I'm in. So I just took it as far as I could. In high school, I played all three sports. Um, in college, I wish I could have played all three sports, but I had to pick two. So I picked football and baseball. Um, after college, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I actually went overseas and played in Australia. Okay. So I played Australia, then I went to Czech Republic, and then I went to Australia, and then back to Czech Republic, and then that's how I got in the Pacific Association. The Inside the Dugout podcast with Jeff Safford, who joins us right now as we take you home here on Nuanas Now. Paddleheads up in Kalispell this evening, so if you want to check out all the action, we'll have it for you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, Jeff, the uh, second half of the Pioneer League season is underway. We haven't touched base since the first half ended, and the uh, Paddleheads won the first half pennant. So anything different you notice about the team, or how's it been going so far here in the second half? Well, the one thing that um, has been interesting watching Michael Schlack manage teams these last couple of years, as the Paddleheads have won the first half now each of the last three seasons, as you haven't seen this team take its foot off the gas pedal at all in the second half, not seeing guys get more days off or that sort of thing. It's just been business as usual. So pretty good baseball at this point. Missoula sitting with a 5-3 and three record here in the second half. But last, last night, a always an asterisk next to these knockout games, or as I refer to them, dinger time. It was a won by the Range Riders last night in a knockout. Dean Miller hitting a 450-foot bomb to give Glacier the win last night. But still, those knockout games are always kind of an interesting feel. It, in my opinion, it kind of feels like if you win one, you feel good. But if you lose it, if you're on that side of it, you're thinking, well, it doesn't really exactly feel like an L either. Tell people about the, the place you're at right now because everything – I have not been there in person, but I have seen – pictures and videos and it looks like uh quite a deal they got going up there in cows but what do you think of what the range riders have built so far oh glacier bank park the facility here in um the flathead valley the stadium is located right in between kalispell and whitefish it is a spectacular ballpark to come check out no folks have gotten used to the amazing backdrop at allegiance field Oakland park this one certainly rivals it and Just the modern touches of this ballpark also. It's just a fabulous facility. And it's been getting some recognition actually nationwide. As part this week, actually, there's been a vote taking place from Baseball Digest where they're ranking the top major league partner league ballparks across the United States. And Glacier Bank Park is actually in the semifinals. Top four ballpark in America. So that's pretty cool. Definitely cool. Uh, last thing for you, Jeff Savard, voice of the Missoula Pal, has joined us. What do you expect tonight? What, uh, what's on the line here up there in Kalispell? Well, with both teams finding a win in this series, Missoula pretty adamantly so in Game 1 than the tight contest last night. It's Game 3, the midweek of this series, kind of both teams searching for some momentum, so to speak. And these two clubs have had their battles the last couple of seasons, and I would expect some tight Action from both of these clubs should be a solid pitching matchup as well. Great pitching last night. A couple of lefties. Jack White, a rookie from San Jose State. One point retired 12 batters in a row. Paddlehead starter Dawson Day also retired in one stretch. Nine batters in a row. So great pitching on both sides last night. We expect the same. Jonathan Pintero, a guy that's had 
some great outings this year. ZRA was under two for a large stretch in the first half. And Alfredo Villa, who's led the Pioneer League in strikeouts for a long stretch of action, trying to get back up to the top tonight with his start. Also coming off an outing where he didn't have his best stuff, so maybe it's always interesting watching a guy coming off a subpar outing with some extra juice trying to get back to where he once was. I would expect Villa to do some of that, but this Range Rider offense has been tough at times with the long ball, so it should be a fun battle. Jeff Stafford, voice of Missoula Paddleheads, later on tonight on your radio dial every night this summer. We gotta go. We'll see you tomorrow. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.